Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So Donald Trump got indicted or sorry, Donald Trump said he's going to be indicted. Donald Trump put that message out there last night and uh, we still. And so now Mike Pence, by the way, today, just about an hour ago, put out a tweet saying that uh, they need to unseal the indictment. They let let the American public see it rather than just deal with this speculation and everything over the next 72 hours. And maybe that's why Trump did it in order to force the indictment to get unsealed so they could get an advanced look at it or something. I don't know. But I just saw this come down from uh, Danielle Battaglia, who is uh, the McClatchy reporter. She used to be a North Carolina political reporter, and now they moved her up to the D.C. Bureau. And um, she says, I just received this statement from Trump's legal team. Joint statement from Jim Trusty and John Rowley, quote, this morning we tendered our resignations as counsel to President Trump, and we will no longer represent him on either the indicted case or the January 6th investigation. It has been an honor to have spent the last year defending him, and we know he will be vindicated in his battle against the Biden administration's partisan weaponization of the American justice system. Now that the case has been filed in Miami, this is a logical moment for us to step aside and let others carry the cases through to completion. We have no plans to hold media appearances that address our withdrawals or any other confidential communications we have had with the president or his legal team. Now, coincidentally, I saw have this conversation. I saw that statement seconds after. I watched this clip, which was, I guess, from earlier today on ABC with uh, George Stephanopoulos. And this is Jim Trusty, I guess, the now former lawyer for Donald Trump. And here he was this morning in defense of his client, Donald Trump. I have this conversation with him. He very quickly pivots to concern about the country. You know, it's not a real selfish analysis. It's this is a bad moment for our history. This is our country turning the corner. And as somebody that's been around criminal justice for over 30 years, I agree with him. It's it's a Rubicon we shouldn't be crossing. But doesn't the president, don't you believe in the principle that no person is above the law? If the president committed the same crime that someone else did, shouldn't he be charged? No person is below the law. That's really the issue here. I mean, you've got these investigations in Delaware that are a thousand times more serious by a sitting president who has authorized his DOJ to try to sink the candidacy of his prime opposition while that guy has unsecured documents that he stole out of a skiff dozens of years ago. So, look, you know, we're not talking what about some talking sort of about, favoritism. What are you talking about, What are you talking about? That is a ridiculous statement. Uh, There's this issue. 
<laughs> nice try. There's an issue that anyone that reads any newspapers would agree is a parallel track, which is the Delaware document scandal of Joe Biden, where there's a special counsel, Rob Herr, that's investigating it. You know that there were documents that were sensitive, that were marked classified, found in a garage near a Corvette that made their way through Chinatown, through the Penn Biden Center. There's 1,850 boxes that have never been fully looked at at University of Delaware. You have the ultimate unclean hands of a current sitting president who had no declassification, had none of the protections of President Trump, and who literally had to have stolen stuff from a skiff. Even Dick Durbin has commented about how this was an outrageous possession of classified material by Vice President, at that point, Joe Biden. So that's what we're talking about. You can scoff and act like there's nothing to it, but the whole country knows the basic notion of unequal treatment and fairness, and that's what's at issue with this process. Execution. Right. At the very least. Have right, this conversation the, oh, with him. He's stop very... playing. Good Lord. Twitter. Um, at the you know, at the very least, people recognize the double standard. Right? They do. People see this. And that's why, like, the, the, this is where we are. So the Republicans better understand where we are. I think some of them do. I think some of them do not. And I don't like it. But I don't know what else, I don't know what else to do, right? If you are being, um, and it's not a, if you're being bullied, the bully doesn't react to you just, you know, asking them to stop. Usually, you got to punch the bully back, you know. And then once that happens, like this is what happens: people mistake goodness for weakness. So that's why good people need to be strong, because bullies, mis- evil, bad people mistake goodness for weakness and they will attempt to take advantage of you so you want to go back to this norm and george stephanopoulos asking this oh you know isn't it nobody's above the law well some people are aren't they right some people most certainly are where no no rational prosecutor would go after hillary clinton on those things right actually some would and maybe some will I don't know what the statute of limitations is on this stuff, but that's why Hillary Clinton is able to snarkily tweet out at Donald Trump today. Because she was above the law. Oh, old Grams, she didn't know what she was doing when she set up that server in her, you know, in some what, in some bathroom in some place in Colorado, wherever it was. I can no, like she set up a server so she could take classified information and send it around, probably as part of the Clinton Foundation, the global initiative stuff. So other people could get access to it, like Uma Abedin and her husband, Anthony Weiner, when he wasn't sexting the 14-year-olds, right? That's why you have a server, and then you can delete all of the information off of the server. And the idea that somehow or another this was done in order to protect the information when, in fact, they had no security uh, on it, there was no safeguards on it, so they didn't actually do that, but the idea that you would be able to run a home brew server with more security than the U.S. State Department does. Like, that's absurd. That's, it's, that is just an absurd thing to think. But Trump, as is usually the case here, his own worst enemy, his mouth. His mouth gets him in so much trouble. He was complaining in a meeting in New Jersey while talking to biographers for Mark Meadows. 
somebody was rolling tape. I'm thinking it was the biographers writing a book and interviewing the former president for a book. I'm thinking it was them, and I'm thinking somehow or another that audio got into the hands of the DOJ, obviously, um, and CNN, maybe. And maybe it was the biographers that did it. Who knows? Um, Maybe we'll find that out. But in this meeting, Donald Trump is very, very mad about a New Yorker story. New Yorker magazine published uh, uh, a story by Susan Glasser that detailed how in the final days of Trump's presidency, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, instructed the Joint Chiefs to ensure that Trump issued no illegal orders and that Milley be informed if there was any concern. So Milley was painting himself as, you know, I was the guy standing at the door to make sure that he didn't order a code red, you know, that kind of thing. Look at me. I am a hero. And that angered Trump. And so he's talking to the biographers and he whips out. No, no. He whips out a report. He whips out a a battle plan that apparently was drawn up. He said by Millie, but it was not Millie that drew it up. Maybe Millie gave it to him, but it was drawn up by the military, and the military uh, draws up all sorts of plans. We've got plans probably to invade Canada, as we probably should by now. Well, I mean, you see what they're doing with the smoke? Come on. So uh, we, we got plans for all sorts of stuff. And apparently Donald Trump is holding in his hand a plan to attack Iran. And maybe this is why people thought it had something to do with nukes. Remember those reports about the Mar-a-Lago documents? People thought there was something to do with nuclear weapons, right? And maybe this is why. And he's on tape saying, allegedly, because this comes from CNN, so we don't know if this is actually true because it's CNN and they have so pooped the bed so often uh, with, you know, running with uh, uh, anonymously sourced information that we don't know if there is broader context, if there's other information, if there's something that Trump says immediately after this stuff that negates it. But he seems to indicate on the tape that the documents he has are classified. He says, as president, I could have declassified, but now I can't. This is secret information. Look at this. And he's waving it around. This was done by the military and given to me. With Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't that amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him, Trump says, according to the transcript. They presented me with this. This is off the record, but they presented me with this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. I mean, it sounds like Trump. Um, And he's talking about a, a plan to attack Iran. And Milley's accusing Trump of wanting to attack other countries, act illegally and all that. And Trump is saying, but look, they had their plans. Look at this. He gave these to me. But the real question is, why do you have them? All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will 
consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So we have two, um, I guess we have two choices here on the, the Trump indictment story. If it is based on this meeting with the biographers and his possession of the Iran attack plan and that it, it, that it is classified, like let's assume that the CNN story is accurate, okay? Let's assume the CNN story is accurate for a moment, that there's audio of this meeting and in the meeting Donald Trump says and does not, uh, does not contradict himself later or at any other point in the conversation, but he says, as president, I could have declassified, but now I can't. See, that sentence alone, taken alone, doesn't actually tell me anything, because he could just be, as he speaks in word salad, he could just be saying that. As president, I could have declassified, but now I can't, but I could, when I was there, I could have declassified, and I did, I thought the I declassified. If he's doing one of those rambling stream of consciousness things that he does. I, I don't know. That's why I say I need to hear, I need to hear the whole transcript, right? I need to hear the tape. I need to read the transcript, but let's assume that it means what the prosecution and CNN alleges that this shows he knew that the document was still classified. He did not declassify it. And he would not turn it over. That he kept it and he didn't want to turn it over. So they say that this is proof. And he's holding it up and showing these biographers because he's mad at the story that was in the New Yorker about uh, the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, uh, basically saying that he stopped Trump from doing anything crazy. And what Trump is saying is, no, Milley was the crazy one. Millie had these plans up. Look at this. Look at this plan to attack Iran. And he was wanting me to do it. Remember? He was wanting me to do it. So let's assume that's true. What's his defense? What do we think of that then? If that's true, what then? Is he guilty? I'm not trying to convict the guy anything right now. Because, like, I'm just, like... Entertaining this this idea first, this angle first, is that it's true. This is what they're building their indictment off of, and they're going to make their case. They're going to be able to prove it. Should Trump stay in the race? If this is true, should he stay in the race? A.G. Hamilton is a, is a writer for various publications. He has a substack as well. And... Uh, He says Trump's advisors are either not being honest with him or he isn't listening to them. If they were, they would tell him you are clearly guilty of violating the statutes in the documents case. You're likely to be indicted in D.C. for January 6th as well. The New York case is maybe beatable, but then you also still have the case down in Georgia. You will argue selective prosecution in the documents case, but that's public opinion. That's a public opinion argument. And one that you are currently losing outside of the Republican base. But that's not going to probably change the legal outcome. So your best chance is to drop out and focus on these cases. 
endorse a candidate that is likely to beat Biden and hope for a pardon on the federal cases. Because you can't win a general election and Biden will not pardon you after you lose. Then your legal team could just focus on the winnable New York case and the potentially winnable Georgia case. That's Trump's best chance to stay out of prison. What do you think about that? Is that good advice? By the way, um, Trump's case has been assigned to the Trump-appointed judge Eileen Cannon, who was thoroughly rebuked last year by a three-judge panel, also made up of two Trump appointees, for abusing her discretion in favoring Trump efforts to keep the DOJ from reviewing classified documents. So that's the same judge. <laughs> All right. He's supposed to turn himself in next week. Mike Pence wants the, uh, the indictment unsealed now. So we don't have four days of America going through all of this circus. All right. Hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than six million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th from one o'clock until five o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or Donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com, and thank you for considering the request. So the Department of Justice has indicted Donald Trump, levying federal charges against the former president uh, because he is who he is. No, I'm kidding. It's over accusations that he mishandled classified documents after leaving the White House and thwarted efforts from the government to reclaim them. Um, I think the big scandal here is that uh, he had, right, he had a bunch of them in the trunk of a Corvette at a garage of his. No, I'm just kidding. The big scandal is obviously that uh, that they were all uh, living on a on a server that he had in a bathroom built at Mar-a-Lago. It was uns- no, I'm kidding. That's not true either. Trump announced the indictment on his Truth Social account. He told supporters that he would surrender to authorities on Tuesday afternoon. The DOJ has yet to announce the indictment publicly or unseal any of the charges against him. Trump reportedly faces a number of charges for mishandling of classified materials, including the willful retention of national defense secrets, according to the New York Times, which for some reason gets all of these scoops. They get all the scoops. I don't know why the Trump people love giving info to the New York Times, but such a move would put Trump in violation of the Espionage Act. That's a federal law that prohibits interference with the U.S. military. It was first enacted after uh, or in 1917 during World War One, and it made it a crime to interfere with U.S. military operations or to support foreign enemies. One of the provisions in the act prohibits the illegal retention of, quote, national defense information. And that includes classified documents and other sensitive materials. Trump has repeatedly argued that he declassified all the materials found in his Mar-a-Lago home, although that defense may not stand because the Espionage Act was enacted before the classification system was established. Oh, wait a minute. So, hang on a second. 
are we being asked to adopt a novel interpretation of existing law again? Much like the prosecution up in Manhattan? Is that what's happening here? Am I, are we supposed to say, well, they didn't intend it for this purpose, and they didn't really mean that, but let's go ahead and shoehorn this in there, because, you know, orange man bed. The law includes measures also that prohibit people from knowingly keeping classified materials in unsecured locations, which could be used by prosecutors as they reveal where each of the documents was found. I'm not sure. I guess, well, well, that is true. So, like, Joe Biden's garage with the Corvette, we know, was a, that was a secure location. That's like a skiff, basically. Because, I mean, that's where he keeps his Corvette. I mean, come on, people. Remember that excuse? And then we found out, actually, it wasn't really that secure. I understand the gravity of impeachment proceedings. This is why I did not support the impeachment of Donald Trump on the Ukraine matter. I read through the transcript. It didn't strike me as anything other than virtually every single conversation that diplomats and politicians and world leaders have with each other. He wanted Zelensky to say, yes, Biden was doing some shady deals. By the way, the confidential human source that says that he would be killed if his identity is known, is it possible that might be Zelensky himself? What if he's the human, in, uh, the human source? <laughs> right? What if it's somebody in his, in his cabinet or in his government or whatever? Right? The confidential human source that told the FBI back in 2017 that Joe Biden... And Hunter Biden got $5 million in bribes from Burisma in exchange for getting rid of the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma because Burisma had all sorts of corruption allegations. There was a prosecutor looking into them and they were trying to do a new deal with Hunter Biden. And this uh, person was saying, don't do this deal. Don't buy an, uh, an American oil or gas company here because you got all this heat on you already. It's too hot. Just get rid of this investigation first. And that was the nature of the bribe that was paying Biden to make the prosecutor go away so they could then move forward with the deal in America. That's what a human, uh, confidential human source, CHS, told the, the FBI. And they never did anything with it. it that's, that's not even a classified document. And you can't, I cannot believe that people inside the Trump administration did not know about what was in that document. Somebody had to have known. Even if Trump didn't know that that thing exists, even if he didn't know about this confidential human source, even if he still knew the story because Joe Biden told the story and people had already connected these dots about Hunter being on the board and Joe Biden bragging about getting the prosecutor fired. So people had already connected those dots, and what Trump wanted was confirmation that this was true. And they impeached him for it. Let me get uh, Janie on. Hello, Janie. What's going on? How are you, Hey, I'm good. What's up? Um, I was taught, I believe, 
a hundred years ago in um, civics class that presidents, when they leave office, keep their security clearance because there are times that the sitting president may want advice or input from the past president. So if he kept his security clearance, he wasn't in violation of having a secure document because he was allowed to see secured documents, and he'd seen the blasted thing before he ever left office. That's why he had it. So, yes, he would be allowed to, I mean, if he's, uh, I believe you are correct in that they maintain their security clearances. I don't know to what level, to what degree. I don't know if Trump did or didn't, but let's assume that, that he did. Yes, he could still review those documents. The question is whether he's allowed to possess them and whether he then obstructed uh, the government when they came and sought their return and he wouldn't give them back. So th- there are different issues at play versus just him being able to see them. Yeah, but, I mean, I'll bet you $5 to a donut that there have been more than one past president who has done the same thing. Sure. Just nobody can't call their hand on it. Well, yeah, I mean, look what happened with I mean, Joe Biden, right? They have all the documents that, oh, whoops, our bad, we found all of these documents. And then Mike Pence was like, oh, yeah, we had some, too. And um, there there were a couple others. Remember, there, like, for for like a week, we were getting people like every single day that were saying, oh, yeah, I've got some classified documents. Oh, I got to return mine and well, stuff. you got to wonder what's going on at the White House that just anybody and everybody can get a document and walk out the door with them and nobody says, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not supposed to have that piece of paper. Stop him before he leaves the building. Yeah. We are, we are in an age now when we are all Sandy burglars. Uh, Janie, I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, we're all taking documents. Oh, like, yeah, I, I think you should, like, all right, on your way out the door, like, okay, make sure he doesn't have anything on him. No papers, no thumb drives, nothing. You'll frisk him before he leaves. <laughs> oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, Radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Hello, Jim. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pete. I'm just wondering what the former president was waving around or what constitutes waving. Uh, was this and a document? Well, number one, did he just wave it around in the air or did he pass it around? Did anybody see it? Was it a single piece of paper? Was it multiple pieces of paper? Did anybody see what the document said? Or did he did he just go to a drawer and pull something out and say, here it is, and mm-hmm. wave it around? So do we really know what he was, quote, waving around? No. No, we don't. All we have to go on, and this is my problem with with relying on CNN for their exclusive story, is that it's CNN. And as the, as one of the biggest pushers of the Russia collusion hoax, I don't trust them. Even if even if I were to trust the reporters, which I don't, but even if I trusted the reporters, um, I don't trust that they're getting that they're not being rolled by intel community people and, and Democrats, you know, in these posts. 
You know, it's a sad day. I wouldn't trust the FBI or practically anybody in federal government. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is the kind of damage that gets done to people. Look, if you had told me that I would be sitting here telling you this, you know, ten years ago, I'd have said you were nuts. But here we are, and I'm not alone in this. The the oh no, yeah, I mean the 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 perception and the confidence of the FBI has deteriorated bigly since the Trump era. <laughs> So it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. Uh, All right. Thanks, Pete. All right, Jim. I, I would appreciate any kind of clarification you can ever find. All right. Yes, I appreciate that. I will try. I will seek. To, I will see, if I find out because I had the same question you did about the um, about the the paper. Was he actually holding the paper or was he using a prop? Right. He's a TV guy. So if he's talking about a plan. And it's this bad, this attack. Remember, he's so mad at. At the Joint Chiefs, Mark uh, General Mark Milley, he's so mad at him for this interview that he gave to New Yorkers saying, don't worry, I was there to block Trump from doing anything illegal or crazy. Like, he was going to invade a country or something. I'd stop him. And Trump's point is, this guy, this guy, get a load of this guy. He's saying, I wanted to invade. I wanted to invade. You wanted to invade. Look at this. I got this thing. He's like, oh, here's the battle plan to attack Iran. Did he actually have the classified document? Right. That's what I mean. We're going to have to wait to see. Is there evidence? Here is the document. And we retrieved it from Mar-a-Lago. And the, the people that were in the room confirm this is what he waved around. But until I see that proof, I... I have a very difficult time believing CNN on it. Sorry, not sorry. Um, on the uh, the charges to convict, they got to be able to prove that he knew the documents were in his possession, and that he willfully failed to comply with government requests and a subpoena to return them. If found guilty, prosecutors could seek a, a charge per individual document. Each separate count could hold up to 10 years in prison, although previous espionage convictions have been far less than that. Trump also reportedly faces a number of conspiracy charges. Um, He could also face obstruction charges. He could also face charges of making false statements to feds, maybe even mishandling official documents, defying official court orders. We'll have to wait and see. David, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Hey, Word Smith, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Hey, listen, this is the first time that that somebody's pulled a fast one with a with a piece of paper. Uh, back yeah. in the 1950s, Senator Joseph McCarthy, who I believe was a Democrat, yeah, no surprise there, <laughs> aka Tail Gunner Joe, uh, you know, was waving around a piece of paper at a news conference saying, you know, I have in my hand a list of known communist sympathizers. It was a blank piece of paper mm-hmm. blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it's, and it's very possible that, that Trump may have done that very thing. And who knows, you know, that piece of paper could have been his, his, his grocery list, but, you know. Right, that's why I said, like, what did they get, what did they get out of Mar-a-Lago? And if, and if one of the documents that they did get was the Iran attack plan, then they can connect those dots. But we'll have to wait and see. David, I appreciate the call. Uh, let me go over to this, David. From one David to another. Hello, David. I got about a minute, but it's yours. Hey, Pete. My, I was just trying to make a point that says, hey, why do we even need to worry about the details? 
We know it's all BS. I mean, how many times do they have to lie to us before you guys all start asking them to prove it first or else shut up? Well, I mean, by, it's well kind of ridiculous. David, uh, Trump came out and said that he's being indicted. What do you mean Trump came out and said he's being indicted? Uh, exactly that. Trump, Trump oh, so you're was saying the FBI isn't indicting him. You're Trump, Trump lied. I, I didn't say that. I said Trump made the announcement that he is being indicted. Well, you've got all sorts of leaks that's, that confirm it. So you know. Right. So what we shouldn't talk. He, so we shouldn't report he, that he Trump is saying that. What I'm trying to say to you, Pete, is you're sitting here going, "I want to see the details of exactly what piece of paper he was waving." Right. Why? It's all crap. Excuse my French. Well, I mean, David, I'm glad. Hang on, David. I'm glad that you saw the documents and you're aware of that. I am not. I thought I've laid out the evidence that they that is being leaked through. And I thought I've been pretty clear that I can't trust any of it. But are you saying I shouldn't even talk about the topic? I, I don't know. I'm unclear. I'll put you on hold.